Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. This episode is sponsored by Glisten. Learn a language by listening. Learn more at www.glisten.ist. This is one of those things I was championing for years. Every once in a while, I feel like the Apple community, enthusiast community, gets in their head that like Apple's intentionally not doing something because it's actually a bad idea and always on screens were one of those things it's like they won't do it for the watch because you don't need it they won't do it for phones because it's not useful and here we are in 2023 and they both have it and they're awesome happy 2024 we are joined once again by Matt Birchler for our now annual non-iPad episode of the year this year Matt and I are diving into the Apple watch with a retrospective on one of our favorite Apple products that may or may not be available in the United States at the time of release because of the joys of patent laws. If you want to support this podcast, the best thing you can do is go out and download and try Glisten. Glisten is the good listen podcast app for language learners. It's all you need to immerse yourself in a language on the path to becoming fluent. I'll be sharing more about Glisten later on in this episode, but for now, download Glisten which just launched for iPad. With that, here's my discussion with Matt all about the Apple Watch. Welcome back to the podcast, Matt. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited for this one because um, I love the Apple Watch. And uh, I know you are as big of a fan of it, if not more so, than, than I am. And uh, for this kind of special end-of-the-year episode for iPad Pros, not talking about iPads today. We're doing a fun little retrospective on our journeys with the Apple Watch so far. I am thrilled to talk about it. Like you said, I'm a huge fan of smartwatches. I was a Pebble owner back in the day. Uh, huge fan. Huge fan, of, huge fan of them. Yeah, my boss at the time gave me a Pebble Kickstarter watch as like a gift. I think he got it and didn't want it after he got it or something like that. Okay. Um, a fool. A fool. I love that. <laughs> that thing was kind of delightful. Um, E-ink screen, playing pause or music. I don't know. Not much more. <laughs> Not much more. You could have some fun fancy watch faces. Uh, I forget what I put on that thing. But, yeah, that had a funky charger that was kind of hard to keep in sometimes. Oh, yeah, custom charger. Looked crazy, like, not... Not the industrial design we're used to these days. No, I should have grabbed my iPod Nano. I still have the Tick Tick uh, metal bracelet for my iPod Nano. When you convert that into the Apple Watch, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought oh, I think I've heard Apple talk about that as like an early inspiration of like, hey, maybe we can do this for real. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. So. um I don't know where we want to start with this. I mean, it was exciting just leading up to the introduction of this thing with like Apple Pay being a big guy and the iPhone 6 introduction. Like we got this watch coming and, uh, you know, the solid gold watch. <laughs> like it was, it was a crazy time. This uh, original unveiling, then the more detailed one in the fall or the spring. I mean, yeah, it was very much like uh, the Vision Pro rollout that we're going through now kind of similar to the ipad rollout where you have like the announcement with some vague details and then the full unveiling which i guess we technically haven't had for the vision pro but yeah it was uh it was a really exciting time and 
it's it, it seems crazy to think back that far but like there was also the narrative in like the tech press of like if apple doesn't release a smartwatch now they're toast like yes. there was also <laughs> like that with voice assistants like we go through this every like five years or so but there was a lot of pressure on apple to make a smartwatch it wasn't sure wasn't clear if they were going to do it and uh yeah so it was really exciting when they finally announced it in late uh 2014 i think it was right yeah yeah late 2014 then it released in april 2015 what was the one thing you were most keen on about this thing when you first saw it in that unveiling for me it was it was the thing I still use today is the Apple Pay with the watch. That just seems so futuristic and great. Um, for me, it was, I mean, it was, my answer is kind of boring, but it's actually still my favorite thing about the Apple Watch. And it's just notifications. It yeah. was, especially at the time with the job that I had, like I didn't have easy access to my phone at all times. Um, and so I missed timely notifications regularly and having instant access to like the things that were going on in my life in my on my wrist uh the pebble proved it to me as like a thing that i wanted even in that kind of terrible form factor and interface but it proved the form factor or proved the use case and yeah notifications on my wrist are from the very beginning were the thing i was most excited about there were tons more they talked about but like that was like the one thing where i was like yes this will be good and it's integrated into the system so it'll work even better than i'm used to yeah Looking back at old pictures, it strikes me how good the first one was. Like, they nailed a lot of things. Like, that Fluorolasimer sports band is still one of the best watch bands ever created uh, by any company, I think. It's super comfy. And my original model I got in 2015 still looks almost brand new and mm-hmm. is just great. Yeah, I, they, is, it's it's kind of amazing. They did it with the iPhone. They kind of nailed the form factor from the start and iPhones still basically look like the original iPhone and they did it with the watch too. You know, it's gotten better. It's gotten, uh, higher tech. Yes. <laughs> the, the bezels have shrunk considerably since then, yeah, the, but the, like the screenshots it, of the watch faces are just hysterical, especially the ones that show a photo, like this, uh, time-lapse one. You can yeah. really see those. And then they didn't want you to have color on the watch face. And now it's all about emphasizing this is all screen now <laughs> before yep. that was not the case. Yeah, but like you didn't even notice it really. Like I and I guess it's kind of like how like you never think the bezels of today are huge um, until you look back on them and you're like, oh wow, like our laptop bezels were huge a couple years ago, uh, but you don't really feel it at the time. Like at the time, and I guess it's maybe a testament to the software. I didn't really think the bezels were huge back then. It seemed fine, um, and again, it's because those tricks they played to like push it out, push the user interface all the way to the edges of the screen. And then that still has a nice amount of padding because the screen doesn't go nearly to the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking over the original watch faces, I think solar remains just like the best one that's like elegantly gone from screen technology to different screen size. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Then that's one of the ones that's like uniquely digital, right? Yes. Like it's not emulating a physical thing. Um, yeah. That one looks great. Yeah. My favorite, I guess, watch faces that, um, are like analog-ish are the ones that build off the simple watch face. So you have simple, which I love to have with no complications, just like just the dial, um, not, nothing on it. And then the numeral one, which is, just has the hour. And then the numerals mono is another one, I, which just I like having those when I don't need any complications, you know, just the, my classy 
formal watch face that I can put with the middle mm-hmm. loop, and it just looks great. Um, and it's it looked great in the ritual watches too because they were black, basically all black except for the little part that's shown. Um, and uh, the simple watch face was there for day one. Then they kind of built on with those other two I mentioned. But um, yeah. So is that the one you used from the start? Simple was kind of the one you landed on way for at the beginning. Formal or? stuff, I would say. Okay. And you know the modular, I think, was my go-to work face. Is I think it was for everybody. Yeah, modular kind of stole the show. I liked the uh, chronograph one, but it, it always annoyed me that the like there wasn't a second hand, and there was just like the stopwatch timer always at 12 o'clock <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like i understand that's how it works and everything but like it always bothered me so i can never quite get myself to use that <laughs> and um in a rare occurrence the milney's uh bracelet is cheaper than it was on day one that's uh, used to be 150 i think and now it's down to 100 mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah the leather, leather loop as well they both uh dropped in price yeah a couple of years ago, I forget. I forget when, but yeah, that was great. I didn't buy any of them. One fifty, I guess, is too much for me. But at a hundred bucks, I've got a couple of uh, each of those. Yeah, and then uh, the link bracelet is still wildly expensive. I don't know if it's any cheaper. <laughs> I do not believe it is. <laughs> yeah, I picked one up on eBay as like an open box thing for a, a decent price, um, and I'm very happy with that that link bracelet. It's very comfy. The one thing I don't like about the Millie's. Um, Milanese bracelet is I'm constantly tightening it throughout today because I like a nice tight fit to my watch bands and the ones that are magnet bases tend to loosen over time except as we'll talk about a little bit later the um the Apple Watch Ultra Velcro is a very good one um I guess the Velcros are better than the um magnets in my book as far as staying fit and tight okay yeah yeah and all of these watch bands, if you bought them in 2005, they still work today. 2015. 2015. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 2005. 2015. Early prototypes. Yes. But yeah, it's yes. amazing. Some whatever, um, five, eight, we're eight years on. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Going into our ninth full year. I mean, if you would, I mean, we all kind of hoped they would support them for a few years, but if you told us back then that it would be nearly a decade later and we'd still, they'd still work just as well. I think we wouldn't believe you. <laughs> no, I definitely would not. Especially on that ultra thing that, that we now have. And we'll talk about later. It's like, although my original watch bands actually fit in that thing. It's like, yeah, they do. Yeah. I think they don't technically recommend it anymore. They're slightly imperfect, but yes. they work. <laughs> I tend not to use them except for the, the link bracelet. It actually looks pretty good with that thing. Uh, the black one. I was looking over just the apps that were there on day one, and these apps were, uh, I should say, just not great um, from the beginning. <laughs> they're, they're much better no. now. The watch was kind of slow back then, but uh, I should I should back that up. The native apps by Apple were great. The third-party apps were not great. Yeah. They were not because they were given terrible things to work with, but yes. <laughs> that is kind of the travesty of the app store on Apple Watch is they... I think ruined it by having these like fake apps. And then by the time they got it all squared away, a couple of years later, all the big devs are like, no, we're done. We're not going to give this a shot at this point. Yeah, it is. It is kind of a shame because I don't, I almost, I use almost zero third party apps on my watch. I, I used to, but like, I just don't do things on my watch. I do. I check the weather. I use notifications. I use complications, but like, I'm not tapping into apps, so I, I kind of get it, but 
you do kind of wonder if it, if they had nailed it from the start, would apps have been a bigger deal today? Yeah. When I lived in D.C., I remember just as a proof of concept, I took an Uber and summoned it from my Apple Watch with my phone just left behind at home. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Can't do that anymore, I don't think. I think that app is dangerous. Gone. I know, right? <laughs> and then we yeah. had the, the friend bubbles back in the original thing. Digital touch. Digital touch. No, which digital I touch guess that was, that was related. Yeah, we can still send heartbeats to each other. You're right. Um, but but yeah, was was that what the side button did? How did yeah, you, the side you button. pulled up like a? I think yeah. it was the side button. It brought up the, the little friends and stuff. The like MySpace style top eight. <laughs> right, which I didn't think was awful, but I think we have better use for it now. Um, yeah, I do. It wouldn't be the worst thing actually, because since then I feel like iOS. Like you bring up the share sheet in iOS and it has like a list of people you're likely to be messaging right now and it integrates with third party apps. And the there messages app on the watch now has the pinned people if you do that. Mm-hmm. But I uh but I guess like I DM people on Slack, for example, and the iOS share sheet will show Slack people as people I can like share something with very quickly. So it's kind it would be kind of interesting if I could bring that back and like Here's the people, and then I can talk to them through different apps, maybe not just iMessage. Anyway, it's probably a bad idea, but I have some nostalgia for that. And back then, we had Passbook. That's how old the Apple Watch is. <laughs> Before wallets, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, one of the things I remember doing with the original watch was the workout and running. And I remember training it by having my phone with me that first time, and I did t- do some solo runs with... Uh, we had AirPods were introduced alongside this. Is that uh, no? No, that was a few years later. <laughs> so we that was a f- yeah. yeah. So for several years, we had to use some random Bluetooth earbuds with our watches. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question because yeah, I didn't have AirPods. I had some cheapo Amazon like with a wire in the middle between yeah. connecting the buds and everything. Like I had one of those. I must have used that with the watch when I was working out, but yeah, I have no memory of. What like, that looked like. I definitely, yeah, I definitely had something um, that I paired with the watch and ran with uh, a little bit. I wasn't huge in the running at this point, but did a bit of it. And that, I, that seemed cool, but it seemed like, yeah, this is the obvious first step to take um, with the GPS later on. So um, before we go through generation to generation, um, were you there on day one with Apple Watch? Like, when did you get your first Apple Watch? I was. Okay. Yeah, I was there on day one. Uh, I got the cheapest one, the sport model that they called it back then. Um, the sport model I got, I think it only came in silver in that first edition. Maybe not, but I got the silver model with a white, uh, sport loop. Do you still have that white sport loop? I don't. Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) What did you get? Uh, you must've been there day one. I actually amazingly was not. I really, um, I like the gold watches, as you know. And I didn't have that much money for the gold watch. How, how gold? <laughs> Real gold? I would have loved that thing. <laughs> uh, but they got me, this is the only time I can think that I've ever done like a mid-generation purchase. Like the iPhones, they do the mid-color cycles. I waited till the fall when they introduced the gold with the blue sport loop with the gold pin. 
And I still have that that blue sport with the gold pin. That thing is amazing because, like, I love gold watches. I have a gold Series uh, 9 here. And um, it's got um, – and it looks great with the gold pin. It still matches to this day all of my gold uh, stainless steels. It's uh, uh, nice. So I'm very happy I got that one. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, for whatever reason, it's like I'm going to be patiently wait a bit. Don't have a bunch of extra money to splurge right now. But then I they then they introduced that. the gold <laughs> aluminum. I couldn't restrain, restrain myself, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it was four hundred dollars still yeah. then, or no, or was it five hundred? It was four hundred. Pretty sure it was four hundred. So not as terribly expensive as I think uh, we might have feared it would be. Although you could spend, you could spec it up. The, <laughs> the Darth Vader model, as so many people called it. Uh, was expensive. I think it was like thirteen hundred with this link bracelet for that one. Oh, okay. So three forty nine to three ninety nine was the Apple Watch Sports. Five forty nine okay. to ten ninety nine was the regular stainless steel, and seventeen thousand dollars for the edition. <laughs> <laughs> I had it in my head it was thirteen thousand. That for what now I, it's it's just that much worse. I think there's a couple different tiers. Of the pricing on that edition, where there was some uh, a little bit less and some a little bit more, depending on how much gold was in like the watch band or something. That thing was beautiful. <laughs> I love the little gold video and stuff they released online, but didn't show during the keynote. Yeah, and they had like celebrities wearing them before it was released, and yeah, that was that was a strange time. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, there's talk. Can you update that that gold one? It's like nope. Thing oh yeah lot. yeah I, de- I definitely remember that like they wouldn't sell you a seventeen thousand dollar <laughs> watch and then like replace it the next year <laughs> right yeah they would yeah they would <laughs> keep and, your band uh, though that'll be the one and only you'll get of that uh, type yeah yeah truly <laughs> oh man but yeah i i it was such a and it, i remember thinking back just how lightweight and thin that original one was because that was i think one of the lightest and thinnest watches they ever made and we both had aluminum that generation, so it was like you know, even more emphasized there. Yep, yeah, and like as a as a current ultra wearer, like my wife has a has the small Series Eight in aluminum. Yeah, so like we're at complete so opposite light. ends of the spectrum. Hers feels like nothing; it's like weightless. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine what the Series One was when it's even smaller. Right. Well, that was the Series Zero. So let's uh, zero, zero, yes. move ahead. Uh, September 2016. Um, so it had a year and a half on the market as that um, original one, I guess, because they waited till September. So that's when they introduced Series 1 and 2. They introduced the white ceramic, which is such a hot material. Very expensive, but looks so good. And had the It had the black, I think... Um, dot in it that's if we did mention there were some dots in the uh stainless steels i think and whatnot we got the breathe app we got the woven nylon band which i think is this one the velcro i think that's what this one is the velcro uh, was, was that just the second year i guess so yeah and I that's when we got really nike skeptical. edition with the nike yeah. sport band and the nike run club and exclusive faces there uh, to go along with the fact that there's uh, now a GPS edition of this watch uh, for the Series 2. Yes. So I had the Series 1 this year. Yeah, because the Series 1 was identical was identical to the Series 2 just without GPS, right? No. It didn't, yeah. The it, it, screen brightness was less, right? 
I think maybe the screen, yeah, the screen wasn't quite as good. It was basically the Series Zero with the better processor. Yes, and it was a major jump for speed. Yeah, and it was kind of like a uh, uh, iPhone and iPhone Pro thing, and I didn't have the money to go for a Series 2, so I wanted the Series 1 and still felt like I was getting something new. <laughs> yeah, um, and this generation is one of the few early on that I didn't actually get because like, I was still happy with my original one at that point um and i wasn't running that much to make it worth you know getting at that point mm-hmm. and this came out um 269 and 299 for the series one so you saved about 100 bucks there um from the series two yeah yeah so i i always i always defend the series one i feel like on podcasts looking back at apple watches they always like say the series one and two came out and nobody bought the series one i bought the series one yeah because if you're not running (laughs) do you you really need the series two i mean it was i mean i running is my workout of choice so i was running but i always had my phone with me okay and my phone had gps so it was fine but yeah phone gps's weren't as good back then like yeah it Simpler times. It was only. It wasn't even ten years ago, but yeah, we've, <laughs> we're kind of spoiled today by how good we really are. Uh, these little things are. Well, I remember like a lot of running watches. I, I am not sure if it's better these days, but you have to wait like two minutes before you can start your run. It's getting the GPS all lined up for some of those older watches. Mm. Um, I think the dual I mean, band stuff yeah. is better. Um, yeah, I, I I believe it. I definitely had runs like back in the day, early smartphone days, where I would like start the run, I'd go, and then it would say I ran like twice as long because the GPS was <laughs> cached from like when I was at the store, yeah. and so it thinks in one second I went like across town. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, but yeah, fixed today. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I should say uh, the white ceramic. I really want. But uh, I will never get because uh, they need it in a modern watch, and then I'd be tempted, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's expensive, but like, it looks so good. It's funny at the times it came out, I wasn't into the higher end version of the watches. Now I am. And it's like, uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Because yeah, we at the beginning, you know, it took a while before I think we moved the stainless steel and, and upwards from there. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it wasn't until the Series Seven, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Series Three was my my second watch I got, and I um, I was very conflicted on this one because they had mm. gold, but they ruined the gold by making it more pinky. And oh, not as good. Gold it was the era. worst, worst aluminum gold they had. <laughs> I was very upset by this, and um, I still got it because you know I'm a sucker. Mm. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, as we'll talk about with the series four, I was elated what they did with that thing. Um, but this thing, the series three, in its time in 2017, S tier, S tier, amazing watch. watch. This thing was blazing fast. Cellular was phenomenal. Uh, I remember going just on walks with just my watch in DC, and just, just I felt like I was in the future, going at runs with just <laughs> the, my watch, and mm-hmm. it was just a magical time having cellular on your watch in 2017. This is a, a technology I didn't think would be in the watch for a good, I don't know, four or five generations. Like, yeah, I felt- don't remember. I don't remember the rumor mill exactly at the time, but I feel like we were kind of surprised that, oh, it, it's here. Like, they do have a cellular model. 
already. Yeah, like it's super quick. Like that's one one thing about the Apple Watch is it felt like every generation, especially in these first many years, they were all like, "Yes, let me get that because that is substantially better than this previous one." Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Series Three especially. I think the Series Three was the first time I so like I got I bought this first one and I was like, "This is awesome. I love it." If you if a random person asked, should I buy it as well? Uh, it was hard to say for sure because um, it was it was super slow. And again, like you said, the apps weren't really there, and the OS wasn't really they hadn't figured it out yet. They'd kind of just thrown all the spaghetti at the wall yeah. and were seeing what worked. Um, the series one and two was better, but like the series three, it was so fast. It was they'd figure it out watch OS a lot better at that point. I just thought this was a great watch, and like. It was a bit they thicker sold it for five years. Yeah, it was a bit so. thicker than the uh, original. It was, but mm. it was a great piece of kit. Like the hardware was phenomenal. Um, it was super fast for its time in 2017. Yep. And the as you said, it sold until September 2022. Which is crazy. Which is nuts. <laughs> and the it, ironic they, they sold it too long, but the yeah. ironic <laughs> thing is the one selling feature of this watch of LTE was not available for the vast majority of its run because um, they didn't sell... Did, I don't think they sold the Series 3 after its first or second year with cellular as an I, option. I think you're right. I think you're right, yeah. It was, so that Explorer watch face was just... Yeah. Yeah, which you could only get with the LTE version. It's just like not on the Series 3 for most people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, awesome watch. The last yeah. one of that design, the original design. Yeah. Um, super good. I don't remember what colors there were, but... Yeah, they they kind of knocked it out of the park with this one. This was everything. Like this was the point where like mainstream people could really get on board. Um, it probably was actually as well. Like I I don't know when we started seeing like Apple Watches everywhere, but like this is probably around that time that people started feeling better about buying them, um, and they weren't just like a novelty anymore. For sure. And I'm trying to look up prices. Uh, I got Mac Tracker. It says three twenty nine for the original price and three ninety nine, which makes sense. And that dropped over the years. I think. And um, yeah, it originally shipped with WatchOS four, and then made it to WatchOS eight. Um, yeah, just not bad. Not bad that's, at all. That's only that's only two versions out of date right now. Right, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Specs are funny on the watch. Just I don't know. <laughs> so, series three, huge, huge, just uh, update with cellular and. Um, the speed improvements and just this is finally like the watch to get and then series four rolls out in september of 2018 and oh boy was that a beautiful piece of piece of work what they did with that thing so this is when they introduced the stainless series uh the stainless gold version of the watch prior they just had the black and the uh silver and this is the gold that i uh was was craving since that original real gold one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I instant bought that one with the Milanese loop, and it was just such a beautiful watch. Um, and that's what I've stuck to ever since for my series watches is the stainless gold uh, watch. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful object they create with this. Thing. Nice. And gold every time, too. You don't change up the color? Never. Um, a, lot of this, a lot of the reasons is because the bands, like I got the gold Milanese loop. Makes uh, sense. But Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I. I've always been tempted to try what, what's that black stainless like, but I, the, I always go back to the gold. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, but but yeah, the, the redesigned st- face. It's like a flatter, bigger watch, more to the edge of the screen and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more uh, the outside of it, like the aluminum body or steel body, was more curved than before. It was, again, more screen. And again, at the time, it felt like as much screen as you could possibly have. <laughs> yes, it's like, this is it. They're not going to get any more. Uh, we'll talk about you later in twenty in the, with the Series 7. <laughs> but, yep. um, yeah. They had watch faces, again, showing it off. Like fire, the, the fire watch that face. goes all the way to the all the way to the edges, and really, it was it was great. It really it was it was the sort of update that made you look at the old one and immediately go, "Oh, that's kind of old. Uh, it looks old. I can't go back to that." Um, we had an ECG, so you yeah. do that on your watch, which felt very futuristic. Yeah, I do it every now wow. and then just for fun. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> I had a friend. Um, I have a friend who actually does have an irregular heartbeat, heart rhythm, and uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> he had just like he it was, he's fine, but like it, it's a thing, and so he like said, "Hey, let me try that out with you," and uh, it, like showed him like really not ideal results, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> he played dumb for like thirty minutes before, and he's like, "I'm fine, <laughs> don't worry." <laughs> uh, and, and a little uh, trick to that little sensor is if you just open the heart app. You can put your finger there and get a more quickly, more accurate heartbeat reading as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was that. That was I, I can't believe that was the series four already. That was yeah. That was that was the last health sensor that really kind of was like just blew blew me away at least. No, that um, was like, a, like just a wow moment for me. Yeah, like the heart, like the temperature sensor and stuff. Like I, I understand how that works. Like I can yeah. get that better, <laughs> but like. Mm-hmm. We're sending doing... electrical signals uh, to your body and what? Yeah, <laughs> and that that sensor is the reason we don't have a solid red dot on our watches to this day. Didn't yeah, need bare just metal, the, just the ring. Now. People yeah. hated that red dot on the Series Three. I didn't mind it. But... They did. I mean, it was like a, <laughs> a class status <laughs> sort right. of indicator. Oh, well, you got the cellular one. Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. I... Did you end up with cellular on your uh, Series 3? No, I didn't get the cellular for years. I think the Series 6 was the first cellular okay. I ever got. Because I'm tra- it was an upgrade. So I got the aluminum, but I paid more for the cellular, I think. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think for from the Series 3 um, on, I think, you've been able to get the regular one without cellular, the regular one with cellular for an upgrade, and then the stainless steel ones all come with cellular. So I was probably a bit of a dummy and should have just gone stainless steel because it probably wasn't that much of a difference. I wonder, yeah. like, how many <laughs> aluminum cellulars they sold. Like, I have to imagine most people, even today, would most people just go to stainless, I wonder? Because it's so much less of a delta. I, I don't know. I think, so I, I'm, I'm thinking back, my first cellular was actually the Series 5, I t- so I lied. It was, I got the aluminum cellular for the Series 5. So, again, I am at least the one person who bought this other model. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm just pricing it out now uh, for a stainless steel, or an aluminum with, uh, with cellular and what the upcharges. Um, I, think, a, I think it was $100. $100. Yeah, 100 bucks yeah. more. So five twenty nine versus I think five ninety nine. So I think it's like only seventy bucks uh, for stainless steel. Maybe I'm doing the math wrong. But um, but 
but yeah. Anyway, it. What, what model we got? We're on the series four. The series yeah. four, yeah. But I think it had some new watch faces that's you know, modular, which you could really fill up. Uh, mm-hmm. No, the infographic, sorry, and the infographic modular. Yes, uh, yeah, those were, and those immediately took over for me as yeah. my like go to. Uh, watch faces because they had more complications they did <laughs> and they had the bigger complications this is also the update that got us oh like, yeah and you had the corner ones as well and mm-hmm. yep yeah the infographic so. one the analog one I, i've always tried and just i can never get it right <laughs> but the infographic modular very nice um and then um we also got fire and water vapor liquid metal and the breathe app um and then the Photos app could finally, Photos watch face could finally take advantage of that nice screen there. Um, but yeah, that was, yes. that was a big year, 2018 for that. Yeah, that was a good year. We This is actually kind of going through them one by one. I feel like the Series 3, 4, 5, 6 are all big hitters, big updates every each year. Yeah, so I, 7 for me as well, that thing I love, as we'll talk about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the series five. Yeah, did so. I have to comment. I um, Apple Watch is one of the products I think I've sold in person more than any other Apple product for whatever reason. And I've had some interesting just encounters selling to different people on like whatever market I found them in, and because I lived in DC area, so it was easier to find people. And I, I I didn't get stabbed or anything during any of those sales. <laughs> uh, I remember trying to sell my um, Series Four without the without the Milne's band and like just a, another band, and the seller and my buyer did not uh, did not understand that and uh, forced me to sell him the band because I was hoping to save that uh, that money with the Series Five. <laughs> get that band again, yeah. Of course, yes. Uh, but yeah, Series 5, this was another, I guess, surprise launch of Always On Display that no one knew was happening. And then Apple's like, we did it <laughs> way ahead of what everyone thought would happen. Yep, absolutely. I love it. This is one of those things I was championing for years. Like, every once in a while, this is a pet peeve of mine. Every once in a while, I feel like the Apple community, enthusiast community, gets in their head that like Apple's intentionally not doing something because it's actually a bad idea and always on screens were one of those things it's like they won't do it for the watch because you don't need it they won't do it for phones because it's not useful (laughs) and here we are in 2023 and they both have it and they're awesome (laughs) right um and that and like those arguments have just like whatever we never had those (laughs) but like it was so awesome it it crushed battery life on that first oh that was the worst battery life in an Apple watch in years for me but it was so nice to have an always-on screen on the Apple Watch. It really changed um, how useful it was to me. Yeah, you could just glance down at any moment, like I can now, and just see the time, and, mm-hmm. and just made the watch was like had this like just black, you know, screen with nothing on it, and it's just like it's it's the watch faces are beautiful. I mean, it's just like it's nice to just show it off as like a part of your personality or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like. Yeah, you're right. I kind of forget that, like, it used to just be a dark, just a black rectangle on your wrist, but now, like, it could be your watch face, and it could be a photo of someone, or it could be um, just a cool-looking watch face, whatever whatever you liked and whatever was your style. So that's a huge thing with watches, so that was a 
yeah. super important thing for them to add. And they still don't have this feature on the SE, which kills me because I know they sell a lot of those. And this is such like a foundational thing for a watch. Like this is like, ah, uh, it pains me. It's on Series Five, but yet they can't in twenty twenty three fit it in there somehow. Like it's too, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they could. They could, <laughs> but those margins, you know, those margins. You gotta, you gotta make money. I well, they're it. still trying to. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. See when it actually comes out um, in a, okay. next year, I think. Um, but yeah, Series Five, love this thing. Got it at launch, and I, I, I felt at the time I was being made fun of a little bit by some podcast saying it's just a Series Four with this one feature. Yeah, the one feature that actually matters on a watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is one of those things. Like, yes, it's basically just that. It was probably the same system on a chip. Effectively, yes, it, was. it didn't really add any other features. I'm trying to think back because I used to write a review of the. Yeah, Apple you did watch the watchOS reviews uh, every year. I for did. A while, I yeah. used to do probably the some of the biggest ones out there um, before they were kind of boring to write. You're right, <laughs> yep. updates weren't as big anymore. Yep. But anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I was like, there's one fe- one real feature in this that you should buy it for. And if you want this feature, you should buy it. Yeah, because <laughs> like, it's, it's transformational it to how you experience the watch. Like, it's just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a great, great, I was getting crushed the battery life for me. Was not good for me, <laughs> but. Yeah. And this is in the days before fast charging. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it took a bit to get it back up. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, transformational updates. Um, it's kind of it's yeah for me the series three, the five, and the seven are all just like bangers. Yeah, I those are the, the three and three and the five for sure. And I might go ultra for my third pick. Yeah. But ultra, again, I will we'll talk about there. ultra. I freaking love this thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so next year, September twenty twenty. This episode of Apple Pros is sponsored by Glisten. Glisten is a different kind of podcast app that helps immerse you in a language you are learning. Glisten stands for Good Listen. It is the only podcast player designed specifically for language learners. With Glisten, listen to foreign language podcasts on your way to language fluency. Glisten makes it possible utilizing repetitive listening workouts, which are like a trip to the gym for your ears. Using the latest AI technology, Glisten determines where sentences start and end then it repeats each sentence as many times as you need to grasp it. You can also read along with a transcript that Glisten generates automatically, learning new words and deciphering difficult passages. The key to stepping beyond introductory language apps is to start listening to native speakers. Glisten immerses you in a foreign language, taking your listen comprehension to the next level. With Glisten, you can learn English, Spanish, French, German, Italian, Portuguese, Dutch, Japanese, and Chinese with more languages coming very soon, with Korean now in the test flight. When I was learning Japanese, I made it a point to open a Japanese iTunes store account and purchase big blockbusters that I knew inside and out with the Japanese audio. I also listened to the official Monster Hunter podcast from Japan. This app is an app I really wish existed back then. This podcast app transforms the hundreds upon hundreds of hours of podcasts into a tool to help you learn a new language. The app does a great job at helping you discover podcasts in the language you are working on learning, and even has a special search and directory of language learning podcasts. Since this is the Apple Watch episode, I want to close this introduction to Glisten with some praise of the Apple Watch app. The Watch app is a companion to the iPhone app. You get started by finding an episode on the iPhone 
and hitting play. Once you are off and running, the watch is a perfect place to follow along and do your listening workouts. The watch app shows you the transcript with a very clear border around the sentence being spoken. You can tap on the transcript to jump ahead or back in the podcast to listen to that section again. You can also play or pause the episode from that main screen. It's a very simple watch app, but provides an awesome distraction-free environment to have focused listening time. When using the app, I often found myself on the couch with a pillow under my arm and using the Apple Watch app to follow the episode. I'll have more to share about Glisten in the coming weeks including the awesome set of different audio workouts. But for now, head on to the App Store and download Glisten for iPhone, Apple Watch, and iPad that just launched a couple of weeks ago. It is a free download to get started, and if you want even more from the app, give Glisten Pro a try to unlock the full feature set. My thanks again to Glisten for sponsoring this episode of iPad Pros. We get the Series 6. And coincidentally, Apple developed a blood oxygen sensor alongside when COVID was happening. Pure coincidence, I'm sure. Apple did not unleash COVID on the world. Uh, wow, <laughs> slander! Uh, I'm joking, but yeah, there was so many like slander. there were so many conspiracy theories at the time that Apple rushed the sensor into it because of COVID, which I just found hilarious. That no, they've been working on this for a while. Yeah, they rushed hand washing detection. That's what they. That's rushed. what they did. I think that's accurate. <laughs> they, they, I think they did see that as a thing in March, and then they figured mm-hmm. it out before September. Whatever. By September, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, impressive actually. But yeah, <laughs> do you? What, what are your thoughts on hand washing? Do you still have that enabled? <laughs> I have not had hand washing enabled since 2020. Okay. I think I used it briefly over the summer. It worked. It it, it did what it was supposed to do, but. I don't know. I'm it's, a grown up. <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes, I sometimes forget. I think I have it turned on still. And sometimes it's kind of annoying because I'm not washing my hand. I'm just rinsing my hands off for like, they got a little tiny stickiness that went off. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. <laughs> and oh, um, the noise alert. When was that? That was in the original model, wasn't it? Um, uh, what do, what do you mean? No, noise alerts. Um, the decibel, the hearing health. And if you're in a loud environment, it'll yell at you for, Oh no, it wasn't there from the start. I don't know. I don't know when that was. Okay. Added. Yeah. The, the hand washing, uh, that seems to not like air drying and, uh, they should figure that oh, out. Oh yeah, out. definitely. <laughs> One of those out, Dyson yeah. things goes on and yeah. yeah. They've also have a warning now if you're in a shower that like, yeah, this might go off because of showers or something. Um, but yeah, Series Six, we f- we got a new chip, um, which is Series Four and Five shared the same chip. So yeah, we've had the original chip, Series One and Two had a chip, Series Three had a chip, Series Four and Five had a chip, then Six, Seven, Eight, <laughs> and then what are we uh, in for four generations now? Is that the 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 <laughs> trajectory? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah, in the early days they did do rapid chip enhancements, and now it's um much more slow for that. But yeah, we got a new chip with this, and we got the blood oxygen, a brighter always on display, which is my like white whale of like always make that thing as bright as possible, the always on. I'm constantly fighting with the algorithm and yelling at it for not giving me what I want as far as brightness, because <laughs> I, I I know it can be brighter. And it just doesn't want to be, and it's frustrating sometimes. Yeah, you're you're looking forward to the future when it's just 
literally always on. Like <laughs> that on... is that is the thing for sure. Like some of the watch faces, as we'll talk about series seven, are just frustratingly terrible in the always on display mode. Like they just ruin what makes a watch face great. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited for series seven to talk about uh, the face that just is horrible in always on mode. Um, but um, but yeah, the series six got much brighter display and um, that battery life I... got fixed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how they did it uh, specifically. Uh, if it was more efficient or if it just had a bigger battery, but yeah, battery life was significantly better on the six than the five. The five was an unusual dip, <laughs> and then the six kind of got it back. And this is your first stainless model. This was my first stainless model. I got the uh, the silver, okay. stainless, silver stainless one. It was great. I immediately fell in love with it. <laughs> it wasn't an issue at all for working out for yeah. me at least. Like I know some people are like, it's too heavy. I must have my band like a little tighter to the wrist than it's not. Mine isn't like flopping around. Right. Like it's pretty locked in place. So it wasn't an issue for me. Yeah, it never better, was for me. Better. The weight yeah. was, I, it's definitely heavier, but like it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not an issue. So I loved it and I haven't gone back. Um, to the aluminum ones it is kind of funny but, once you yeah. once you go up to stainless it's it's hard to go back yeah i feel like this is how i feel when i talk to someone who has like a imac 5k and they just like oh, i could never use a 4k monitor ever again and i'm like a 4k monitor is fine but like you can't <laughs> go back once you once you hit like a certain number it's so hard to go back to something else yeah yeah i get it because you're on um the same monitor i am the sony and zone m9 right yep yep yeah. which is 4k which is great it's great. Has local yeah. dimming. Looks great for all my, my movies I watch on it as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, gaming as well. But uh, it's, it's not 5K, which is fine. Not 5K, <laughs> which I'm, I haven't been spoiled yet, so I'm, it's okay with me. Right, <laughs> yeah. And then cellular is on that one, the Series 6, but did you ever did you take it for a spin when you got the Series 6? Was that like a thing? So... Was it even active? <laughs> I'm I'm thinking back to it. I don't believe I ever activated cellular. I think all I did was to get the extra battery life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have you ever had cellular on any of your watches active? Yeah, the Series Seven. I got it, and then I just okay. have the plan already, so I just keep it going. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. So yeah, and then we also got the SE that year. The first generation SE came out that year. It's basically a Series Four ish. Yeah, it did not have an always on display, but it had some things from the five or six. I think. I, I think. Yeah, it was. It was like a series five without the always on display, without maybe something else. I don't think it has the ECG. You know, in it yeah. either. But yeah, the bit. Yeah, but like you said, the big miss there is the always on screen. Yeah, they just don't have it in their cheapest model, and they sold that for two years. Um, and. They're still struggling with getting the price down to where that Series 3 hit at the end at 200 bucks or whatever. Still not quite there. Not quite there. Although it seems like it's doing fine. Like, oh, yeah. They're selling a lot. <laughs> it's the most popular watch in the world. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So September 2021, we get the Series 7. And boy, oh, boy, um, did people make fun of this thing because they're like... We were expecting. Remember the rumors? A big boxy redesign. 
This yeah, this was the first year where like it must have been rumors about the ultra just too <laughs> early. They were yes. they were talking about this like athletic rock climbers watch, and it was going to be yeah, like you said, boxier and just um, that's not what the series seven was. <laughs> it was even more round and yep. It's just it's a delightful update because like it feels good to like interact with that curved screen. It was great having that keyboard there for just little things. And That's right. Mm-hmm. The the contour watch face is damn beautiful when it's lit up. Like over on the edges there, just looking at it, just and the stainless steel especially is just like shining right back at you. And this is the watch face that just absolutely sucks and always on. For whatever reason, they just get rid of all the side pixels, even though this watch face it's mostly black. Like I think there's plenty of battery life to power those things. I don't know what I don't know what's going on with this watch face and always on though. It's so aggravating because I love this watch face, but I want a mode where it's just always on and suck my battery forever, please. Just let me see this. Yeah, thing. yeah. I that it would be kind of nice sometimes if there was a switch in Apple in the in WatchOS. That's like I don't care about battery <laughs> in this. Just give me everything you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, the ultra, I, um, the ultra especially yeah. could use a, a mode like that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because especially for like people like me who get like days out of it, it would be I'd be okay with a day and a half, Maybe, right? Like, yeah. Let me try this like literally always on screen and see what happens. Yeah, it'd be nice <laughs> to have like the seconds hand moving and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's interesting because it updates they... once a second, so they could have they could design a watch face that has like a not like a clicker, more of a. You know, where it mm-hmm. clicks between seconds versus uh, being smooth. I don't know if they'd ever want to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I actually have a similar issue with uh, the Numerals Duo watch face, okay. which I love when it's on. Yeah. Like, I love the, like, uh, just having, like, the time with, like, these big, bold, bubbly yeah. letters. And then you lower your wrist and they turn into outlines and they're barely there. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't like that watch face as much specifically because the always-on mode isn't... It is. It doesn't pop. It's, no, it's, yeah. It's, it's and I always good. have to design my watch face around the always on though, because that's the default. And that means some of the colored faces, I just I'm not going to use them because like it's going to change from like black background to a colorful background. I don't like that jar. Yeah, you're right. I do. This isn't really about the series seven, but no. I do like it when a. Uh, I do prefer watch faces that look very very similar. Um, when they're in always on mode and when they're actually on. Yeah. I um, mean, like you said, if it has a color background. I just can't do it because it's so much of a difference. Yeah, the Snoopy one does pretty good with his Snoopy sleeping, which you know that's that's playful. I, I get it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that contour face beautiful when lit up, and I'll I'll occasionally change to it and like make a point of like waking it up a bunch. Looking, mm-hmm. at it. so that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it was great watch face for sure. Yeah, my favorite, I guess, um, my favorite watch face. Uh, as like a default outside the simple faces that we talked about earlier is the California face. Cause that thing just takes up the entire screen. It looks great in always on mode. looks identical pretty much uh, when it lights up. And I think that's a really good, just analog face yeah. for the watch. Yeah. That is a really good one. That was whatever year they released it. That was the one that I settled on that here um, is really good. I, and especially, I think I used like the blue background, so I did break my rule there. Yeah. The like dark blue background, that one looked good enough. I I did like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We also got modular duo with the um, series seven. Cause that was is that the one you were talking about just a second ago? 
Uh, no, wait, maybe. Numerals duo. Numerals duo. Gotcha. That's yeah, the there's yeah, so many the big, watch faces the big numbers. There's so many watch faces. Like it's amazing yeah, yeah. how many we're at now. Yeah. Anything? Anything else about the series seven? I mean, we got a keyboard, which is nifty. <laughs> yeah, we got. I think is that the year we got the apps? No, the app store has always been on there. Yeah, just the keyboard was the big thing. Yeah, I was happy to see it. Um, the keyboard is not always the best way to do um, dictation nice. input, but yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you can't dictate or it's not a word. Yes. Like, the same way so it was nice to have that um yeah happy to see the keyboard come for those uh instances where it actually works pretty well yeah it's fun the app store came to the watch i want to say it was series four is that right because you have to use your iphone and then they made this like statement about the apple watch becoming more of a standalone thing and that really has not come to fruition that much it has not no there was, I mean, we've for for a couple of years there, we were wondering like, when are they going to make it work on Android? Yep. When are they going to let you just buy just buy a watch without an iPhone and use it totally independently? But like, because yeah, because it, it does operate much more independently now. Like, I can leave my phone at home all day long, have cellular on the watch with the Ultra. You have enough battery life to use cellular all day long, listen to stuff all day long, stream stuff. Um, you can use Outcast and you know, some other podcast apps to access stuff, um, access it on the watch. Um, you can download apps from the app store. Um, uh, but some apps require the phone to be nearby for setup and stuff. Um, yeah. So it, it, it functions once it's set up, uh, very well, but independently, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame. You can't just use this as a standalone object. Yeah. I guess as, as the years have gone on, as like we talked about earlier with apps, third party apps, especially not, having the traction that we thought they might earlier on um it feels more like an iphone accessory these days than we thought maybe it was gonna be it's kind of like the ipad like um well not i guess not really the yeah. ipad's doing much better in that regard but like we had this we were like oh the, the it's it's an accessory for the phone oh maybe it'll break off from the because like the right. iphone was an accessory like you needed a mac to set it up and then the iphone kind of was able to do it all on its own we thought the watch would do maybe the same thing but yeah I think the watch could be the new <laughs> home of your hub, but no, that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it if you could pair the watch with an iPad and not even have a phone. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no real reason you couldn't. Not really. If they wanted if they wanted to make it happen. Except for Apple yeah. probably doesn't. Apple probably wants you to have the... Apple is so... <laughs> they really want your watch to talk to your phone over Bluetooth in every situation possible, even... When it means that the task won't finish because Bluetooth is super slow. Yes, it's <laughs> it's very annoying. Um, so Oof, yeah, yeah. So yeah, often to do stuff on the watch, you have to like turn off, you know, Bluetooth on the watch so it connects to Wi-Fi or cellular so we can download a podcast or Audible book or whatever. And it's just frustrating that their apps can't like say no, use Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's very much like just hearing you say that. That's very much like a like hearing a Linux person say, "Oh, it's not that hard. Here's here's what you have to do to like make this thing that you want to do work." It's like yeah. here's four steps. You go into settings menus and <laughs> everything. So the real trick, man, is the iPhone can only talk to one watch at a time. So you know, this year I entered the two watch uh, person club, and when I want to get my <laughs> Ultra ready for work, I'm just I sleep. I sleep track with my um, my series watch, my series nine, um, 
crazy I have that. Um, but um, and the ultra, you can just use your new hand, and it's going to talk to Wi-Fi because it doesn't know about your phone because it's already connected to your Series uh, Nine there. So interesting. That so that is like the, the that is the fun thing. Like it 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 only like so it's like it's able to do all the stuff over Wi-Fi before. I had to like go through all the gymnastics to get the Bluetooth mm-hmm. off and make sure they're talking. <laughs> um, That's funny. And it's kind of funny. Sometimes if I update my alarm on my phone, I won't update on my Ultra on my nightstand because uh, it's only talking to my, my series watch at the the moment. So because I have the auto whatever. So it's kind of it's kind yeah. of fun with with uh, managing. Oh man. So okay, so if you want faster transfers onto your watch, get a second by second watch. <laughs> exactly. But set that watch up, take yeah. it off. Yes. <laughs> or no. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah. So um, very reasonable. Anyways, yeah. Series eight. Uh, this is September twenty twenty two, and this year we also saw the introduction of the SE second generation, and the first generation of the Ultra. So this is a big watch here. We got three watches this year. And you got an Ultra this year, and your a Series 8 is in your household. Yeah, my wife got a Series 8. She buys a new one every, like, four years or so. Like a um, rational person. Like a rational person. I live with a rational person, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was actually I was disappointed because I, I had a Series 7. I felt really good about it. The Series 8 looked the same. It didn't have any, like... Yeah, it had a body temperature sensor. Is that right? For cycle tracking, and then... That was the one, like, big thing. It could tell you in the health app if you're trending higher or lower, and you can correlate that to sickness or something sometimes. Yeah. But, like, that wasn't really appealing to me, so I was so excited. Yeah. That was really it. Yeah, the Series 6 got fast charging, but the Series 8 got even faster charging, I think. Probably. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was ready to get off the yearly upgrade train. I was, I was like, oh, thank you. I'm not. Yeah, Apple's hit their stride. The you know, eight. with the Series Seven, they hit their stride. Everything after this is just gravy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Ultra, and they showed people on mountains and under <laughs> the scuba diving, and I was like, I'm not going to do any of that. I don't need the Ultra. <laughs> and then people started reviewing it, and I saw pictures, and I was like, it's not that big. <laughs> And, oh, I would like more battery life. And, ooh, those exclusive watch faces are pretty nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the orange, the stupid orange got me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Not that much are. bigger. It's, it's really not that much bigger. Yeah. Like, it's bigger. It is. But, like, yeah. I don't feel like a crazy person wearing it. I thought I would look like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. But. But. I'm seeing them a lot from just random people. I've seen a lot of them. That are just like, they're not even athletic. They're just like, that's what they got. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it, it really, like, <laughs> it's not how Apple pitched it. Like, they pitched it like the Series 8 is the best watch. The stainless steel is right. the best Apple watch. The Ultra is for these special use cases. But, like, what it actually turned out to be is the Ultra is just the pro watch yes. <laughs> like tons of people who just want to have the nicest watch have the ultra um and i, I guess i'm one of those people <laughs> yeah and it's um i skipped out this year i desperately wanted an ultra i said i'm gonna wait for ultra 2 
Um, and I managed to hold off this entire year. And then I just fell apart the next year, as we'll talk about a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I must say the Ultra, the watch bands are just so well designed. It reminds me back of the original set of watch bands we've got, um, where we had some just killer uh, designs. Um, the Alpine Loop especially is just like, just spot on. Like, you, it's very comfortable. It stays put all day long. It looks great. Um, yeah, I love that band. Yeah, the Alpine Loop is fantastic. I'm wearing the green one. That's my go-to. Love it. Um, and then the just the uh, Velcro one, whatever that one's called. Yeah, the, is simple, but it works. The hiking one. The um, no, the hiking one. Yeah, or, what they no, the Alpine. Oh boy, the <laughs> stalls trail. The Google's the trail loop, Apple right? Site to work. Trail loop. Yeah. Uh, it's super soft and comfy. Um, like it, I have, I have the uh, pedestrian version here, um, which is what they had for fifty bucks. Um, that they introduced a couple of years after the Apple Watch. But this trail loop, it's super soft, um, and it's a nice. It's it's my like if I'm gonna sleep track with the Ultra, that's the band I'm gonna throw on. You know. Uh, it's my it's my lounge around with the ultra. If I'm not wearing my other watch, <laughs> um, it's funny. And I also I picked up um, they discontinued this band here, the black trail loop with the orange accent. They discontinued it, so I found this on eBay for a half price, which was good. And it's funny, my my daughter, uh, one years old now, um, notices this orange tab, and it she immediately knows to pull it. Uh, this other <laughs> band that is also Velcro, she hasn't figured that out even, you know, but this, this orange, the orange loop thing is very appealing to just tug at. Like it's, it's very <laughs> cute. Um, but uh, yeah, I do like the, the Alpine or the, um, the trail loop, the trail loop. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they, they did a really great job. Even the swimming one. Um, what was that? The, the ocean, ocean band. band. Yeah. I, I like that one, although it's such a pain. It is a, I like such a pain looks. to try to put on. <laughs> it takes like not. It doesn't take twenty minutes, but like it takes a bit to like <laughs> get it exactly right. And it's not as comfortable as the other two. It just it's isn't. not super comfortable. No. no, I like how it looks. Like I really like how it looks. I have the white one, and I think it looks really. It, it takes me back to like my original one, I guess, where I had the white band on the Series Zero, but. Uh, it's it it gets caught on things sometimes the it it like flips out like the part you hold down is like flips out of the thing that's supposed to hold it and like i had to look at the instruction manual to understand how to put it together the first time <laughs> yes. i was like what is this extra like metal piece what is this for <laughs> yeah i got the midnight one just because that was the only one that was very cheap on ebay at the time because i wanted one mm. of each and i wasn't going to pay anywhere near full price for that thing I really want the orange one because, I don't know, it seemed, it seemed to look kind of cool. But I have accumulated way too many watchmans over my uh, my watch life. <laughs> haven't haven't we all? They, they all work, though. They never go out of they date. They do. I've got this lovely little uh, carrying case for all my bands I got here. Mm-hmm. That's how you know when you've got a problem, but you're taking care of it. So. I am, yes, I am. <laughs> But yeah, the Ultra, uh, very, very great watch. Um, one cool trick that I, I, I used just the other night was you can remove the Ultra from the watch band and just put it in like a sink or a little baby bathtub 
and it'll immediately, once it's submerged, knows it's underwater. It'll turn on the temperature sensor thing and uh, add the temp reading there. And uh, it stays fully lit as long as it's underwater. It's very cool. And it turns on the water lock as well once it goes under um, automatically. So that's a nice little yeah. nice little trick. That's really cool. I've seen it go, like, I've, I've done the depth sensing, like, with it on yeah. uh, briefly, like, to see it go three feet underwater <laughs> in, like, a wave pool. But, um, yeah, I did not know it would just kind of kick in while it's... Do you have to unlock it first no. and then drop it in? Or no, it totally it locks. Kinda... Yeah, it totally locks. Hmm. It does that, yeah. That's rad. It's awesome. I, and it was so it's so fun going into a pool that doesn't have a thermostat. You can see what temperature it is just when you jump in. It's like, it's just <laughs> this temperature. It's like, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and I heavily use audio in my day job. So I thought, oh, I have a Series 7 with, you know, 70% battery life. Clearly, if I just swap it with the Series 9, it'll last all day at work. And I get the Series 9, and it dies very quickly by, like, 3 o'clock. It's, like, at 10% or whatever. It's like, okay, clearly, and I look at the tech specs after the fact, Oh, this thing's only rated for like eight hours of audio playback or something like that, or ten. It's like, oh, this watch just doesn't doesn't work for what I'm trying to use it for. So, and then the Ultra is double that, and it's like, okay, I can actually get through a full day of work on the Ultra. I can be streaming or have stuff local on the watch, and I can use the Ultra all day at work, and I can get down to like forty percent, maybe thirty five on a heavy day. But plenty of breathing room on the Ultra. It's great. And I freaking love this thing for work. <laughs> and then when I come home, it's so delightful to have it on the nice, shiny, stainless steel Series uh, 9. And just a delightful change of pace. It just, it, I still smile when I wear the Series 9 because it's just a, a delightful, tiny watch now in comparison uh, from what I've been wearing. And it's, it's great to have that contrast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is my one. I, I don't think I've said anything bad about the Ultra yet, but the one thing I would say is I do prefer the rounded corners, the more sleek, kind of shiny look of the stainless steel normal Apple Watch. Yeah. <sighs> but <laughs> the benefits the of the Ultra are so and, much better. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, the be- how the so Ultra's much, side yeah. button feels to click. That thing is great. Oh, I it's disagree. A, it's a very buttony like button. It, I like it better. I like it better on. I like the buttons better on the regular watch. Okay. I like okay. it all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I love. Like, I don't like the crown guard. No. I wish that wasn't there. The action but... button, I love. I have a program through shortcuts to do different things based on my location. So I have it based filtering based on street name and city in some case. So if I'm in where I work city, it'll do something different from my home. From my home and. It's 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 awesome using shortcuts to make that thing really special, and it operates entirely on the watch. I can be without my phone, and shortcuts does its thing with location aware, different functions, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, action button's awesome. Really is. That big orange button is great. Kind of wish it was orange on the uh, iPhone as well. Yeah, that would look pretty or, nice. or okay. accented whatever yeah. model you had. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got the Series 9 this year, September 2023 in the Ultra 2. Got our first, got a new chip, first one since the Series 6. 64 gigs of storage on this sucker, which I love. We now are in iPod territory, iPod Nano territory. (laughs) And um, Mm -hmm. I load this thing up with the podcast, as we've talked about, and Audible has a great Apple Watch app and music you can put a bunch on. So 
I, I load this thing up and my cellular provider must be wondering who the heck is using this data on an Apple Watch, but I, I do. Um, and we got the double tap. Yeah, that's great. Yep. And yeah, double tap is kind of the last last few models. Or there's, there's a few models where it's like there's one big thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this year, definitely double tap. Yeah. So how have uh, how have you been enjoying double tap? Because I, I have an opinion on it, but I don't think I've heard. Uh, I like it in general. I wish I could do more with it. I actually like the messages thing where I can double tap to uh, – I get a message. I can double tap. It opens up the messages. I can double tap again. It starts a dictation. I hit double tap again. And it can send it. So I can reply to a message entirely with double tap, which is awesome. Um, I wish I didn't – I wish it didn't answer the phone when I double tapped because I'm worried I'm going to answer a phone call I don't want to. I just have my hand perfectly still for phone calls. I'm afraid it will actually answer. Um <laughs> I wish there was a second interaction type. So we have double tap. I want a third interaction type because right now we can just scroll through the list of on our stacks. I want some kind of secondary thing so you can scroll and select. Like they, if they could figure out another interaction to do that, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, because they do that with assistive touch. Uh, you can double tap to advance the next thing and then you select it by making a fist you like make right. a or like a double fist or whatever um and that gets you kind of like i want to interact with this thing i don't want to like move on to the next um so maybe they'll add something you I get kind of so. complicated with then with your your like your hands doing like all these <laughs> yeah, crazy motions to like control your watch at some point yeah but yeah I, I i do agree with you i think when it works it's really awesome the one that kind of like there's two that I use regularly. One is my work VPN. Every day I have to sign mm-hmm. into my computer and my VPN sends me a push notification. I raise my wrist. I pinch my fingers. I'm in. It's great. Yeah. Um, and the second one is when I forget to start a workout. When that notification comes in, especially when I'm walking my dog, I've got like one hand that's like holding my phone, one hand that's holding the leash. I've got like a, a you know, I, my hands are full and like I see the thing come up and I can just double tap and, and I can start it. Um, and so those are really nice, but same issues as you, I think. Um, I'd like some more control over it overall. I like using what the now playing app to fast forward uh, podcasts occasionally. That's okay. handy. Nice. Yeah. So it, it, it would be nice if I could do more with it. I would also like to know what's going to happen before I double tap. Because like if a phone call is coming in and you don't know the behavior, you may not know the double tap. You have, you'd have to like double tap to find out what happens because <laughs> <laughs> there's no indicator on the screen that tells you what's going to happen when you double tap. Um, so I'd love to see them add some sort of visual thing to like whatever thing's going to happen when you double tap. Let me visually tell. That's yeah, that'd be a nice little outline <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, that's a cool little thing. And uh, the screen brightness is great. So the Ultra 2 is up to 3,000 nits, and this Series 9 is up to 2,000 now. And they're very legible outside. We're we're in the territory where it's as bright as it needs to be, I think. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. It, it's it's great. I'd never struggle to see my watch outside, I don't think. And, Even in always-on mode, it's pretty good. Yeah, so. in the modular ultra face... New favorite watch face, I think, as far as a working watch face, like it's great. I love the second hand. I love the seconds going around. It's it's very nice. I like the their their new font that they're using. I don't know what, what I don't know what typeface this is, but yeah, it looks and really the, good. The complications around are just perfect. Those are the ones I want, and plenty of them. Like it's it's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Years ago, I mocked up a uh, watch like a watch face I wanted, which was just a grid of nine 
complications. Yes. <laughs> and this is as close as I think uh, yeah. I've gotten to that. <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah. It's become basically like an iPod watch face, and it's it's wonderful. So the, basically the bottom half, I got now playing, and then my three audio apps, and up top I've got, you know, some, you know, messages and whatnot. But, um, yeah, the Ultra 2, phenomenal. Uh, if you had an Ultra 1, though, I think you you would probably say it's it's nice, but if you're not, like, a power user that needs all the storage, you know, not as important. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, either Ultra is great right now. Yeah. If if someone was like, "Hey, I found a good deal on the Ultra One, and I got that," I'd be like, "Awesome, you're gonna have a great time." <laughs> yeah. As far as uh, when they cut off support, uh, the four and five, I think, would probably be next. That's the next chip cycle. Um, and I'm always Those debating are still getting updates. They are. Wow. Three got cut okay. off, but four still getting updates. Um, That's impressive. And it's weird because like the six has the same six. Uh, the six has the same chip as a seven and eight, but it's different screen size. So I wonder if they'll cut off based on screen size or chip in the future. And the SE continues to be a thing, so they need yeah, a screen the size SE supported. Will, so yeah. yeah, so they'll probably wait for the chip because right. the SE makes them keep that screen size anyway. Exactly. Yeah. That's the SE's job. It is. I, I remember app, app developers were upset about the Series 3 mm-hmm. for being around so long because they, they had were. to support it for their apps. Yeah. But yeah, um, I feel silly having the dual watch lifestyle now, but I, it's a, it's expensive year for watches, but um, I'm <laughs> set for a while, I think. I say this now, but the, the talk, the redesign. Um, it's funny. If they redesign this greatly... To a huge extent, I don't think I'll want to sell my Series 9, and I think I'd rather have three watches. Because, like, this, this, <laughs> this, I got married in the Series 4 Golden Stainless Steel, so I kind of want that same design just for sentimental reasons. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. So, yeah. Um, oh, we'll see. I didn't, have, I, I didn't even have a smartphone when I got married, but. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Hmm. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the Apple Watch and what your future of upgrading looks like? As we don't know anything going forward. So, I think. I mean, I think the Apple Watch has been a huge success. I don't think that's a controversial statement at all. <laughs> it's done really well for Apple. Um, I think people who have them like them. Um, I think you know a lot of tech comes along and it's a fad and it enthusiasts like it and then it kind of drops off and never makes that mainstream jump but smartwatches totally have and the apple watch is absolutely the leader there um i think yeah the first one they kind of nailed it the third one or they they nailed the fundamentals right especially the physical design the third one they kind of got finally got performance and the operating system (laughs) into a decent place and then yeah good iterations until uh what we have today which are really good models uh, yeah. especially the ultra i think was a really it was a good breath of fresh air i think if the ultra didn't exist uh the discourse around the apple watch would be kind of like ah, it's a little long in the tooth they don't really have any new ideas anymore it's not really changing much but the ultra um yeah just got people excited again yeah uh, so what do you think is around the screen of the ultra you look at yours it's shiny that little metal material is that titanium in a shiny format, or is that something else? Because um, the Ultra is very durable, but that little shiny vessel is the one thing I've managed to nick up already in certain parts. <laughs> I think so. What I think 
you're looking at it's not titanium it's something else i don't really know what it is but it's i think it's for the radios to get through no there's the that's like a gray material right the there's like there's that lighter gray thing which okay it's kind of cool that the radios have that uh work through okay okay so you're talking about the thing above (laughs) yes above that material Uh, it's shiny uh um, oh, i've always thought it looked the same i thought it was just tight normal titanium it's like i could be wrong it seems like i don't know it seems like a polished thing the very just like top of the watch almost like not the sides but the, <laughs> the actual the actual top of that that uh, by the watch face the border of metal hmm is that shiny i've always thought it was it? just titanium but i i don't know okay yeah but i managed to um Scratch certain parts of that uh, that little me- the screen's perfect, but that little metal area um, is uh, has some I mean, these, these, some marks. These things are st- are tough to damage, so they congratulations, are. I guess. <laughs> I know it doesn't bother me too much because like it's the ultra, that's fine, and as long as the screen's fine. And I do love that there is that little antenna band in there because I think it probably helps with the radios versus I don't know what they're doing with the series seven, just like going through your skin, I guess. Um, but the screen, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know that. I, 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 and the watch seems to handle yeah. cellular better. Like I can be in long phone calls; it doesn't heat up like it does on the series watches as much. You okay. Know? Yeah, the Ultra just seems. It's it's hard to think of anything bad to say about it. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's just great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love the Apple Watch, yeah, and this was a fun kind of walk down memory lane here, and. uh I will be very curious to see what this big redesign is, if it'll be like the 7 was and or something just more minor than we think. I, I'll put my I'll put money down now. It's going to be like the 7, and people are going to be like, that's it? Right. It's, it's like <laughs> it'll, it'll have be better uh, new screen technology, and that'll be like, yeah. But sim- mm. basically similar in shape and all that kind of stuff, maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if they'll ever do a round Apple Watch. Those yeah, have been for that'd years. be cool. I've always... I've always been against it, but maybe they'll do it eventually. There's only so many iterations you can do on a rectangle, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, and I want that action button on these other Apple Watch. It bugged me to death that I can't uh, use it there. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Action buttons everywhere. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Um, where can folks find your awesome content on the interwebs? Uh, yeah, best place to follow me is A Better Computer on YouTube. Uh, is where I post most of my stuff. And then I also have a blog, birchtree.me, and that's where I write about whatever I want. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> technology. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun, Matt. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, that was my discussion with Matt all about the Apple Watch. My thanks to Matt for his time recording this episode. And my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. My thanks again to Glisten for sponsoring this episode. Download Glisten for iPad, iPhone, and Apple Watch now from the App Store. As a reminder, you can support this podcast over at patreon.com slash iPadPros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. Get early access to both iPad Pros and Vision Pros by supporting at either place. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.